with your palate cruisers. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of Audio Knots, your pop culture palate cleanser. I am Eric Oldboy, online with the always amazing Mr. Ren, R-E-N. I want to remind everybody to tell your friends, family, and coworkers to listen. We are on all of the major streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, all the ones no one else listens to. So we're there, we're loud, we're clear as day, so make sure to tell everybody. Uh, how are you today, Mr. Ren? Perfect. Today's a great day, man. Nice weather. Um, it's Thursday. Buy one, get one coffees, man. It's a pretty good day, despite all the chaos in the world. I mean, because like the world is literally crumbling down around us. You know, you've got protests, you got people getting shot, you got yeah. all the sports going on, lockdown, you got hurricanes crushing into the thing, you got the biggest fires in the history of the world in one side. So yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty good despite all that. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yes, that's, that's why we don't really talk about that stuff. You know? we, leave it, we, leave, we leave it for the other folks to talk about it. Our, yeah, our every, focus on, you know, that's right. The positive everybody else stuff. in the world. So yeah. everybody comes here. We'll cleanse your palate of all the bad, all the junk, all the like nasty news that we have to deal with on a daily, hourly, and minutely basis. So this is your spot to kind of just relax your mind and enjoy. Right. Well, right now it's my uh, hot beta talk. Hot. And now we're <laughs> going to be talking with Mr. Ren about hot beta talk. So how are your betas doing? Excellent. So you know how like you adopt like, uh, cats right sure i've adopted two cats yeah uh that's how i felt for like the past few days i had beta adoption yeah i had my uh my relatives uh they got they got first dibs on my yeah. uh, baby betas yeah and for the past like three four days each like one person comes a day just to come pick their um their choice <laughs> choose, choose their yeah. fish yeah, they they're like in my big like twenty gallon tank, all just like swimming, want to eat food, and they. Yeah, so do like, you have to sit there like it's been all, like I've mentioned before? I have I have a handful of kids, and but they're all pretty large at this point. It's been a while since I've gone to the the pet store and had that poor yeah. minimum wage worker like try to fish around and catch the exact <laughs> one that the kids are like, I want that one, and like oh, trying yeah. to catch that one. Is that what's happening? That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have the space to like. Um, uh, take them out individually, you know, cause it's just yeah. work. So I'm like, if you want it, come get it. You know, that's the fun part about it. Right. So yeah, there's so many. Do you allow them that. to catch their own or do you catch them? Cause you're the only professional fish catcher. Or? Oh no, I'll let them catch their own. That's the whole experience. Right, so that's, you know? that's yeah, that's its own game, right? Snag yeah. the beta. And my advice to them was I like, always, if you see one you like, get it because they're going to get, you know, all mixed up again with, the, with that school of fish and you're going to lose it. Right. Then you just, whatever one you catch, you're like, yeah, that's the one I wanted. I meant yeah. to catch that one. So, so far I got rid of uh, eight, eight little betas. Eight betas gone and yeah. what, like yeah. 250 more left? <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got shipped one out to one of my cousins in California. He got so hyped for it that, uh, he really wants one. He just bought a tank today. I was like, oh, damn. That's I'm awesome. starting a movement. <laughs> so it'll be my first time shipping a fish. It'll be uh, interesting. Yeah, I've often wondered how that even works. And you said it's 
pretty straightforward. Just a fish in a bag. Add a little bit of air and some packing. Yeah, so uh, I told him that um, you're going to be my my test. <laughs> you see, see if it gets there alive. It gets there alive or not. If if not, I'll send you another one. And I won't feel bad because he's my cousin. So so if any of those you audio nuts wants a beta, now's yeah, your chance. Give us a DM. You know, DM us to get your beta. Um, how often can you get a beta from a podcaster, a professional podcaster? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we made money. So, um, yeah, we're, we're professionals, right? That makes, that makes us a professional. Yeah. That's all it takes yeah. to be a professional. Anything. If you get paid doing it and we have some advertising dollars that say we're professionals. So there you That's go. True. Yeah. What else have you been up to? Uh, watching shows. Usually. Okay. Uh, I love it. Games. <laughs> going, going to school. Just kidding. What shows have you been watching? Uh, I tried watching uh, Hoops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That show is freaking garbage. But unlike you, I stuck with it. Yeah, and? For, for uh, the sake of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll start with the healthy stream. And uh, tell us, what's your opinion on Hoops? Hoops, I uh, very like the actors and actresses that plays in it. Yeah, but me too. The sh- but the show is very like tasteless. Well, that's it. It kind of fell into what I, I'm starting to call the Paradise PD uh, theorem, right? So you have right. a cartoon that doesn't distinguish between vulgarity and humor. So uh, I thought Paradise PD walked a fine line the first season, and then it yeah couldn't do it anymore right it lost its humor and it just started being vulgar thinking vulgar is equal to funny and um why well, i don't think hoops is necessary is all that vulgar it seems to think that swearing is equal to funny and they're like every time jake johnson swears it's hilarious and that guy just rambles the whole yeah. episode is just him rambling and swearing and i look like you i like him a lot yeah me and too. uh that show just is not great it sucks yeah so you saw only one episode right yeah, I gave up after they spent the entire first episode trying to get a 16-year-old laid so he would join the basketball team. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I did it for the podcast. I went to like episode six or so. Yeah. Uh, it's become and like my lunchtime show. And the tone's the same, dude. It's Jake it Johnson better. being angry, uh, swearing a lot, a lot of like uh, malgenitalia jokes. And they just kind of like, like they, they they expose the kids to like all these like bad things and they think it's funny you know yeah like child abuse and all that child oh, drugs and stuff like that you know it's like how is that funny I don't I don't find that funny at all it's just like oh what is this but that's then not like, good. like like you know I, I like Ron Funches I like everybody that's on there like Will Forte is on there it's like yeah it's good comedian good cast yeah but yeah it's just I don't know dude I just. But you, you, well, your, your opinion's right on though. Just, yeah, I would, if I was going to give it one of our famous audio nut scores, I'd give it like two, two nuts. Yeah, I was thinking like Only too. because of the, the voice cast. The voice cast is A1. They got a lot of good, got good people involved, but like the writing sucks. Like the yeah. episodes, and because of the animations, whatever, it's not yeah. like anything to jump through hoops about, but the, the writing's just terrible. The scripts are bad. Yeah, they need to get the writers of like close enough to write it or something. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, what else have I watch? I. Ooh, ooh. 
waiting on rent to think about what it's watching. It's like it's kind of like when you um, what's your favorite music? Oh, oh. you're like oh, uh, 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 Backstreet Boys. Oh my god, <laughs> your brain did freeze. I know. Um, yeah, you go, you go. I, I got it. Okay, well, let's start. Let's, let's talk about brain. Netflix since we're already on Netflix. Because my lunchtime show, because you mentioned you're burning through hoops on lunchtime, your lunch hour. I've been watching more of uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. And unlike hoops, and this is going to sound crazy to anybody that's heard about this show, it's good. I like it. I've liked it since we started watching it. I've been trying to tell everybody that it's pretty good. It's not going to like be the most amazing show you've ever seen. But it is legitimately funny. And I finally figured out what I like about it. Uh, for anybody who's ever watched the movies like Clueless or Election or even Mean Girls, and they kind of like that that kind of dark, smart humor when it's associated to uh, uh, teenage girls. That's what this show is. Teenage Bounty Hunters is this quick-witted teenagers that run around bounty hunting, and they just say the funniest things. It's killing me. The, the, the comedy is spot on. Like, if I was going to rate it, I'm almost done. I'd say I'm on episode seven or eight. Wow. Uh, if, I, if I was going to rate Teenage Bounty Hunters, I'd give it a solid eight on its way to an eight and a half because Damn. I'm enjoying it. I'm surprisingly enjoying it. Yeah. And I learned a fun fact. So for all the olds out there like myself, and you probably won't know this Ren, so you can just listen quietly. <laughs> but there used to be a show called the Cosby show. I'm sure you know what the Cosby show is, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the Cosby show, they did a, um, a spinoff of the Cosby show called in living color, right? Is that what it was called? I think so. It was something yeah. like that. And that show starred an actor, and I really like this actor. His name was Dwayne Wayne. Not Dwayne Wade, the NBA star, but Dwayne Wayne. And Dwayne Wayne was famous because he was a side character on the Cosby show first before moving on to this other show. And he was famous for wearing these kind of sunglasses that flipped up, and he'd always have them flipped up on his head. And he'd always wear them. So he, the regular glasses are on, the, the sunglass part is flipped up. And he was like this real skinny, kind of good-looking kid. And he was super popular at the time right so we're talking late 80s early 90s maybe i'd say more like late 80s and <clears throat> so and I, uh, that's how i remember this guy that's i don't even know what his real name is oh god what is his real name i should have wrote it down Dwayne but wayne? uh yeah the Dwayne wayne actor so look it up. yeah look it up why i'm talking look up what Dwayne wayne's real name is so um i always thought he was a pretty cool actor and then i'm watching this teenage bounty hunter show and there's the two protagonists, which are the twins, who are the teenage bounty hunters. And then their, their boss is named um, Bowser, you know, like on uh, Super Mario? Mario Brothers. Yeah. And so uh, Bowser character is this kind of older, overweight black guy. And I'm always like, I was like, God, this guy seems familiar, but I don't know him from anything. And so being my typical self, I had to look up what, uh, who was cast in this show. And I was shocked to learn that the older Bowser black guy is Dwayne Wayne from In Living Color. I'm like, holy crap, this is him. I didn't know. So you only so, know, you knew him when he was young and skinny? Yeah, young, skinny. He, was, he always played kind of like the cool kid. And now he's the older, overweight dude. And it's like, um, he's still a great actor, but like I would have never pinned it on. Like I, I had a feeling that I knew him from somewhere, but I had no idea where. And so um, when I finally figured it out, I'm like, holy crap, this, where's this guy been? He's just been hiding out somewhere. Mm. Is it in living color? 
I don't remember. It's because I keep looking up uh, in living color and all it all it is maybe is Damian it, Wayne's. I, I Damian like Wayne's. It has, <laughs> it has the word color in it, but what is it? So maybe if I let's look up Cosby Show. Cosby. Dwayne Wayne's spinoff. Okay, it was called. Let's see if my internet's working better now. Oh, yeah, a di- different world. It was called a different world. I was so far off. So I'm glad uh, we looked it up because I've been saying the wrong thing the whole time. So the spinoff was called A Different World, and the character's name was Dwayne Wayne. And Dwayne Wayne was played by. Oh, Kadeem. Kadeem Hardinson. Yeah. yeah, so Kadeem Hardinson was fairly popular way back when. And uh, it says here that uh, in li- or God, I still almost said in living color. I don't know why I think they're the same. It says here that um, a, different a different world, world was made, what year? It ended in oh, 1987 to 1993. So at least my guesstimate on the, the dates were pretty close. Damn, the, yeah, never seen yeah. it. It was a pretty good show. and It was on for quite a while. And... He was my favorite character on that show by far. So it's good to see him back and acting. <laughs> I really like him on Teenage Bounty Hunters. Um, and I learned another fun fact is the original script, the name of the show was called Teenage Slutty Bounty Hunters or Slutty Teenage Bounty Hunters, but they removed the word slut, which I'm glad because I think it would have given the wrong connotation. So why the yeah. girls are definitely horn dogs, which is funny in its own right. This show isn't vulgar. So the vulgarity that they do have is actually funny. That's the difference, I think, between it and like a show like Hoops is it's really good. It's kind of like a, a sex education show, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, it's using it's a, that, that title to grab people's attention, but yep. it's very smart. Yeah, so I recommend Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. The first full season is out now. And if, you're, if you haven't watched it because you thought, what a dumb title, give it at least three episodes. Because I thought by episode three, it really found its legs and was just kind of clicking on all, all cylinders. Okay, so by uh, our next, next podcast, yeah, I'll watch three episodes for you. Perfect. And they're, they're easy. They're only a half hour. So it takes no time. Oh, no, I'm a liar. They're actually almost an hour long. But it takes no time to get through. I think they're more like 48 minutes a piece. So mm. it's a good show, though. I highly recommend it. But let's, let's stay on Netflix. Because Netflix, as we've said 100 times before, always has the most content. Um, so I've seen some movie, original movies that they've been promoting. Uh, one is a documentary. One is a fictional movie. So I want to start with the documentary. Have you seen it all? Have you been advertised? Because I don't know if they advertise specific movies to you based on your uh, watching, what you've watched, your watch history, that kind of thing. But it's been advertising me the movie High Score. And it's a documentary about the origination of video games. Yeah, I got that too. It's always like the top for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, so um, either we watch the same stuff or it's just kind of what they're really promoting. Freaking nerds. I finally, <laughs> freaking nerds. So I finally got around and I watched the trailer for High Score uh, literally today. And it looks pretty good. So it's a documentary and they go back and they interview all the people that kind of developed and created the boom of the Sega, Nintendo, end of Atari age where we really got into video games. And it looks pretty interesting. So I think I might watch it. Oh, was that, I saw somebody post on Twitter where, um, they're saying that it was a black dude that made the cartridges. 
he came up with the idea of the individual cartridges per for games. So uh, the the person's like, he was like also black. So he's like, whoa, I didn't know that a black person invented this. Be all happy about it. I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't remember that part in the trailer because I I kind of watched it, but yeah, I I I think it looks pretty good. So I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, I like a good documentary. I have another documentary I'm going to talk about later when we move across the streaming board. But yes. uh, who doesn't like a good documentary? Ever since I've been watching Tiger King and McMillions and all those kind of things, these more like lighthearted documentaries, I think, are my speed. Uh, the deeper, darker like documentaries about dead people or real heavy history stuff is less my speed. So this kind of falls right in my wheelhouse. Oh, speaking of um, Tiger King... You got to tell them what drop, what news dropped for you this, uh, this afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're officially making, oh, wait, the, the two pieces. So one piece of news is Carol freaking Baskins is, uh, is going to star in Dancing with the Stars. So she's going to, I wonder if she'll, like, odds right now, what are the odds that she has a tiger costume or her dance partner has a tiger costume in one of the dances? Uh, plus. Yeah, plus, for sure. I would bet money that they will. So she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and the fictional uh, version of Tiger King has been officially greenlit, and it's starring the woman whose name I can't recall uh, from Saturday Night Live, was also one of the stars of the female Kate McKinnon. Oh, she is. Is that right? Always. It came to finally. Take winner, the whole day. Winner, tiger dinner. Yeah, like you're no right. Phones, man. It was just right there somewhere. Yeah, he pulled it off the dome, straight off the dome. Yeah, so Kate McKinnon is going to play Carol Baskins in The Tiger King. And I'm not certain. I think that they're going to go ahead and make it a dramedy so that they tell the story as legitimately as they can, but they're going to own how hilarious it is. So uh, Wait, was it, Nick it was Nick Cage, right? Well, they said that they wanted Nick Cage, and I hope it is because that would be hilarious in itself to play The Tiger King. But I don't know that if that's ever been confirmed or if that was a rumor. Oh, damn, it should be. It should be Nick Cage. Well, it could very well still be. I just I don't know. But um, yeah. Also on Netflix, uh, there's a brand new movie coming out called Enola Holmes, and it stars the one and only Millie Bobby Brown, who, by the way, is no relation to just Bobby Brown. Who knew? Everybody, everybody knew. But uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven herself from Stranger Things, stars as uh, Sherlock Holmes' younger sister that uh, her mom, her mom was played by Helen uh, Bonham Carter, who is one of my favorite like actresses that does not get enough run. Everything she's in is hilarious. She's always good. Yeah, she's a, a Beatrix from Ooh, Harry Potter. Are you getting arrested? Well, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beatrix from Harry Potter. She was also the fairy godmother mother yep. from a Cinderella. And I don't know if she's still married to him, but she was married to what's-his-face that made Edward Scissorhands. Tom? No. no. I don't know his name. Yeah. Not even impressed ah. you. I, I didn't even try. It'll come to you. Maybe like uh, Kate McKinnon came to you. Yeah, we suck. We suck with names. Yeah. Names are the worst. But anyways, Tom Holland. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's Spider-Man. But anyways... Uh, Speaking, though, of superheroes, Henry Cavell is also in this movie. He plays the young Sherlock Holmes. And so yeah. Hel Helen uh, Bonham Carter plays Mill Millie's mom, and she gets abducted or something happens. We don't know from the trailer. She just kind of up and disappears, and her and her mom are, like, super close. And her mom's kind of wild and crazy, so she's taught her how to be – and this is, you know, back in the Sherlock Holmes days where they're all supposed to be, like, the women are supposed to be very courteous and very – 
women lady like yeah. yeah lady like and she's not she's like a, a regular tomboy dude and so she goes on the search she hopes to get her brother to help since he's the all-time famous detective but he's kind of busy doing other stuff and doesn't seem to care so much so she goes on the hunt for her mom and it looks kind of good i was surprised uh, i wasn't certain how good of an actress millie bobby brown is but it, uh, they let her use her real accent which is kind of cool i've never actually seen her you know playing this thing with her, her own accent because uh, she was kind of terrible in the Godzilla movie, but I'm hoping that this is gonna be good. It looks, it looks like it has some serious potential. Yeah, for for me, I'm not a big fan of um, Millie Bob. Yeah, she's kind of annoying to me, just like how Vanya was annoying. Right. Um, and I'm gonna watch it because my wife really wants to watch it. Yeah. And Superman's in there. Yeah, yeah. Superman's in it. Yeah. I don't know. I I want to watch it because I want to watch it. Um, it'll be fun to come back and talk about it and give it its reviews. But Netflix gets me every time because they do excellent TV shows a lot of the time, not all the time. Oops. But uh, they're really hit and miss on movies, mostly misses. I feel like I get excited every damn time because they put out these really well-made trailers. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I can't wait to see Project Power. Oh, man, I can't wait to see Coffee and Cream. Oh, man. You know, and just movie after movie. And every time then I see it, I'm like, God damn it, that movie sucked. And so I'm really hoping that this is the one where they kind of shake it. If you go back to like our previous podcast, we uh, promote every movie they make and like, God damn it. <laughs> every time you think we'd learn, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. So uh, come on, Netflix. I know you can do it. I think they're kind of, uh, um, they're a numbers game type situation with these movies. They just put as many movies out as they can and they hope that one of them is actually decent. Yeah. Well, the, something interesting they did was, uh, they kind of did a Deadpool thing where she she talks to the audience, like the, right. the fourth wall. Yeah, so she I breaks thought, the fourth wall. Yeah, I'm like, so is she gonna do that the whole time, or is she is that just for the trailer? You know? No, I bet you she does. I bet you that's she a does. plot device that they use in the yeah. movie. But I think it looks kind of clever. It uh, premieres uh, September 23rd, so we've got a solid month before it comes out. But uh, something to look forward to on Netflix. You think uh, Henry Cavill is like? The one, the, the guy to get now? Because he gets like all the best roles now. He really does. And I'm almost wondering if, because if you look at the stars, they're stars of uh, Netflix TV shows. They must sign these people. So when they sign Eleven to Net Stranger Things, they probably yeah. build in some movie deals. When they right. sign Harry Cavell to Witcher, they build in some movie deals. So uh, watch for Helen Bonham Carter's TV show. <laughs> it's going to be out soon <laughs> probably too. So yeah. I, I, it's, yeah, I think that you're right. I think... Henry's finally like catching on. He's a great actor. I mean, good looking dude. You always thought like maybe he, see, they didn't they didn't give him good enough dialogue in the Superman stuff, and he was always yeah. kind of real robotic. He almost like I'm like Ugh, it makes me not like Superman. But he's a pretty decent actor. I thought he was kick ass in that Mission Impossible movie where he walked around with the mustache, just kicking the crap out of Tom Cruise. So I'm down. Right. Yeah, he gets like come on. He's Superman. He's a Witcher. He's freaking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, he gets some big name stuff. You know. Yeah, those are some epic roles. Very good. So I think the first movie I saw him in was uh, Immortal. Mm-hmm. And he I've never played, even seen like, he played uh, Perseus? No, Theseus. Theseus? Okay. Theseus? Theseus? Yeah, I think yeah. he had it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very, 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 very cool. Uh, moving over to Hulu. Hello? Hulu? Um, I have just one movie that I'm sort of interested in. Uh, you've heard of The Purge. So everybody knows the concept of The Purge. 
And it's pretty simple. One night a year, you can go out and just murder, go on a murder spree and kill people. And they've been making these purge movies like every Halloween since the first one. They, they've been predicting. They've been predicting the future, man. <laughs> oh, I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> happen, we, we have the purge every day in real life. Yeah. So the purge concept is uh, pretty simple. So they've come, Hulu's come up with a comedy version of this that they're calling The Binge. And it's the exact same concept. But instead of once a night uh, where you go, go around and murder people, they live in a perfect America at this point in this movie where they've cleaned everything up, but they've made doing drugs and drinking alcohol illegal except for one night a year. And so the movie stars, um, God, what is Skyler or something? The kid from Santa Clarita Diet. I'm trying to remember what the his nerd, real name is. The nerdy kid. Yeah, the nerdy kid. Uh, I like that kid. Oh, I had it. It popped up for a second, then it went away. Uh, Skyler something. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. My internet. Oh, oh, I shouldn't even try. He has a hard to pronounce last name. Skyler Gizonado. <laughs> I don't know. The kid from Santa Clarita Diet's the star. Yeah. And he's a, he's a senior in high school. And apparently when you're a senior in high school, you're old enough to take part in the binge. And so Vince Vaughn, the famous Vince Vaughn, plays the principal. And it, the trailer shows Vince Vaughn kind of telling the kids, hey, seniors, get excited. You get to go uh, participate in the binge. But I, I recommend that you don't because look at last year or so-and-so. And it's pretty funny, the scene in the trailer where he – points out a, a girl who was real popular who went a little too hard in the binge the previous year. And he goes, I, I, and she, she partied so hard her boat blew up or something. And he goes, I dare you to try to guess which one she is. And the camera pans across and there's this woman all wrapped in bandages. She's the one that looks like a mummy. So there's a lot of funny jokes. And so it stars uh, the kid from Santa Cruz Diet, some other kid I've never recognized. And then the dude from the package, that long haired Indian looking kid from the package. Oh, the one that got uh, his wieners? Chopped yeah, off? got his, 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 his dong lopped off in the movie yeah. package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in it too. So it looks like it's the three of them. And it's like this typical teenage buddy comedy where they're trying to go to a party and get with the girl. And they're all drinking though for the first time. And they're able to go ham with whatever they want as far as drinking and drugs. And the concept seems pretty silly, but I'm, I'm down. I'm down to give it a shot. Did you be see funny. the Yeah, it'd be funny if like the whole concept is like the the whole movie is drinking one bottle, but it seems like there's, they've been drinking like the whole time, but you know, oh, they've right. been clean the whole time. So drinking one bottle equals like drinking 10 bottles. Yeah. Well, they show in one scene, they're like, they get shots and they're like our first sip of alcohol. And they're like, Oh, and the lady's like yeah. another round and like, no, we're okay. And then at the very end of the trailer, I think they must finally make it to the party and they're sitting at like a table with a bunch of goth looking fools. And they're like, let's do more drugs. <laughs> and they're like, I think I've done too many drugs. And she goes, that's what you sound like. <laughs> so like, yeah. like the humor is pretty good. Hopefully they didn't show us all the best jokes, but if they right. didn't, I'm, I'm totally down for the binge. Well, to be honest, I've never seen any of the purge movies. Oh, but uh, I'll watch this one though. It, yeah. it looked pretty funny. And you can watch it now. So by the time everybody listens to this podcast, the, the binge will be on Hulu to stream. And for those of you who know and don't know, even if you have the cheap version of Hulu, the movies are commercial free. So uh, enjoy. That's going to be a, hopefully a good one. I don't know. I'm hoping. Um, moving over to Amazon Prime. I just wanted to mention one more time because it's my all-time favorite TV show that The Boys is almost back. Ah, the boys are back again. Uh, season two, September 4th. 
I don't know. What's the timeline? Will we have seen any episodes by our next podcast, or will we have to wait one more? Uh, wait one more. <sighs> no. Yeah. So we have one more episode before we get to talk about the boys, and that's all I'm going to talk about once it's done. Um, you know why I have the best wife? Why is that? Because uh, she binge watched the boys just she so like she him? could, yeah, just so she could watch it with me when I watch it. I was like, yeah, that's that is awesome. I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, start playing it for my wife because she's never seen it. Maybe we can time it out because I think it's only what ten episodes. Yeah, time it out so it ends right before the next one goes, and then I'll be fresh. My mind will be fresh with the stuff, and I'll be ready to go. Because as I've said about a hundred thousand times, this is one of my all-time favorite television shows, yeah. and I'm really hoping they don't lose any quality. Because I've heard from the reviewers who've seen it already that it's better than season one. I'm like, yes, yes. let's go. Yeah, because um, uh, when my wife finished watching season one, all yeah. I got from a text was, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good yeah. show. Such a good and show. That explains everything. Like, oh. So if any of you audio nuts out there have not, for whatever reason, seen the boys, you've been living under a rock or you don't have Amazon Prime, get it. You got to watch it. It's fantastic. It's ultra violent. So don't let your like six year olds watch yeah. it, but your 16 year olds are going to love the shit out of it for sure. So definitely watch the boys. Uh, season two is almost here. I got, you know, as a designer of, you know, all sorts of designs, video, yeah. Yeah. photos, whatever. I really appreciate their trailers. Oh, they're so well yeah, done. They're so well done. Like they even match the scenes with the, to the music. Mm-hmm. It pops with the sounds. It, I don't know. I mean, it has everything. All the feels, all the all the hype behind it. Yeah. Man, I love it. Yeah. The the creators and the producers of that show are top notch. And I think that yeah. that just proves that it makes a difference if you have the right producers. Yeah. But maybe not always. And this leads me perfectly into what's going on over at HBO Max because two of my favorite producers have teamed up and I'm still not sold on the show they're making. Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams are two of my faves and they're making a show called Lovecraft Country. We talked about it a little bit a couple episodes ago, maybe last episode, Uh, but I've given it a second episode and I thought, well, maybe the first episode's kind of confusing. I'm not totally into it yet. You were super into it. I remember we talked about and I thought the second episode is going to sell me on it. And honestly, I just walked out of the second episode more confused. And I think you pointed out a good fact. So why don't you tell me, uh, tell the audience what you told me, what you think they're kind of doing story-wise. Well, for me, I'm not much of a book reader. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not much in one of them learning taps. Yeah, learning's hard. Um, but my wife said that Lovecraft, is a, is, he's a horror author. Correct. So he writes yeah. a bunch of books, right? So I'm like, okay, so if it's if it's called Lovecraft Country, that means they they're probably making all his stories into like one show, like that one movie, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah, where they had a bunch of like mini horror uh, stories, and the the main characters like you know go throughout the movie exposed to that storyline. So I think that's what they're doing with this too. I think, honestly, you're exactly right. And now that you've said that, that makes it a little bit more digestible for me. Because part of what I had trouble with the first episode was I felt like it tonally changed so dramatically. You know, I compared it to Dusk Till Dawn. Um, yeah. Because it just went from, you know, historical show to like, ah, monsters. Fiction. And then the, yeah. And then the second episode, 
uh, was even crazier. They're like, you know, screw you audience. This is what we're doing. And I felt like they kept just like, the, there were so many hard cuts and there wasn't enough like, I don't know, explanation between how a character got from A to B and what was happening from Z to W. And it was really confusing. And, you know, and then I got what was happening, but it like took the whole episode to kind of like get my footing. Um, and then I, I think from the trailer, cause the next episode seems to be a ghost haunting episode. Yeah, You're exactly right. Cause they're taking hard lefts and I think you're, you're right on. They're telling different stories of Lovecraft. And then hopefully like at the end, they all like, ties together yeah hopefully it doesn't feel so disjointed because that's really the problem i'm having right now is the story just feels too disjointed and maybe it would almost feel different if it was different characters every episode like it was its own standalone thing they're right. they're being unique by using the same characters in all these different circumstances well the thing is like uh what scary story did well was they kind of like gave you doses of it right yeah but this one they kind of build you up with the, all that like monster vampire crap yeah. and all of a sudden it's over and there's so many plot holes like yeah, you introduce us to this what happened you know like you got to tell us more like you said there's so many hard cuts that they're leaving a lot out and so i'm hoping that uh, later on in the season they they'll fill it in more or what if this is it that's all that's all we see you know like well, that's kind of what I'm curious about, too, because you, you're like, oh, I'm interested in this side character and that side character. What's happening here in this plot line? And then they just like, forget that. We're on to the next thing. And so I'm curious if part of what they're doing is the continuity is strictly in kind of the, the 1950s black culture and everything else is just like, look at this. Look at this. You know, we're supposed to like, like learn from it. And it's just I don't know. I'm not sure how well it's being done, but uh, um, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. I'm still kind of confused though. Yeah, it's just it's like they're they're teaching us a, like a good history lesson, but I yeah. feel like the like the sci-fi stuff, it's yeah. too like just harsh. Like here it is, take yeah. it, and then we're gonna take it back. <laughs> like what? what, what? <laughs> it's almost like uh, Jordan Peele sat down and said, "I'm gonna write this historical piece," and then J.J. Abrams sat down and said, "I'm gonna write a horror piece," and then they said, "Let's stick them together." You know, yeah. peanut butter and not jelly fish. Something gross. Yeah. Um, also over on HBO, I mentioned earlier that there was another uh, documentary I was kind of intrigued by. And I'm actually intrigued by this one even more so than the uh, video game one on Netflix. It's called Class Action Park. And I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this or not, but I don't think you need to for me to describe what's going on. So Class Action Park is a documentary about a theme park. It was actually called Action Park. And if you remember, Johnny Knoxville made a fake movie based on the same theme park called Action Park, I think a long time ago, where they would perform real stunts at this place because it had already been shut down, I think, at the time. But Action Park was this kind of like, everybody probably has one in their state, these random, weird, localized theme parks with like crazy stuff. Well, it was owned by this guy, apparently, that gave two S's about rules and or laws. And he just wanted to make every single thing there crazier than the next. And so there was a wave park that had all sorts of crazy stuff. There was like these, I don't know, they keep showing all these different like theme park attractions that are clearly homemade looking. Like people right. jumping off of bridges with bungee jumping, people getting shot into things, people racing carts off of that are flying in the air. And because it was all so wanky, people kept getting hurt and suing the theme park so much so that the owner of it couldn't carry insurance no insurance company would insure him so you know what he did 
he created his own insurance agency and all he insured was himself. Yeah, and so this theme park had multiple, multiple people die while participating in their rides. They had people that drowned in the pool. Multiple people died in the pool and they didn't close the pool. They had multiple- People still go? Yeah, people kept going because they gave this thing because kids, teenagers, man, they were so excited. You could go there and there were no rules. You could do whatever you wanted. If you wanted to stand up on the thing, stand up on the thing. You know how you get, they go to a real theme park. They're like, please do not lift your hands and stuff. They didn't yeah. care. You could do that. Wave your hands around. Whatever you wanted to do. It was all fair game. And so Action Park, it looks really intriguing. I'm super stoked on this, uh, this documentary. Damn. And the best how, part, how, how long was it ago? Uh, I don't think, well, it looks like it was, the, the commercials look pretty shatty, but they're localized commercials, so it's kind of hard to tell. I'm guessing that it existed in like the eight, late 80s, early to mid 90s. So yeah. I don't think that it went into the 2000s, because I think maybe it went into the 2000s. That's when Johnny Knoxville kind of made his thing, because it was right after he did Jackass, he did this action, whatever he called it, it was something very similar. So the best part about it now is that it's haunted? <laughs> yeah, I know with all the dead <laughs> theme park goers. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of funny. But the best part is this, this, uh, it became available today. So if anybody wants to watch Action Park, it is streaming today on HBO Max. And it looks nice. like it looks like a winner. So for everybody's like, oh, I need something to watch Action Park looks like looks like a fun ride. Ha ha. Um, I do have a tidbit on the peacock, which we hardly ever talk about because the peacock oh, yeah. sucks balls. Uh, one of my actual favorite shows from NBC got canceled uh last year and i was like so bummed i'm like oh damn i like that show but the best part is they're bringing it back as a peacock exclusive and let's all remember you don't have to pay for the peacock you could watch the freebie version with commercials which is fine for me i don't care but it is ap bio uh, i believe we talked about ap bio in the early episodes of the podcast it uh, stars glenn howerton the dude that from always sunny in philadelphia AP and bio? AP bio. And so the dude from uh, always sunny quit always sunny. So he's not on that show anymore, but like cameos once in a while he's on AP bio as this teacher. So he was a famous uh, professor who got in trouble for, I don't remember like sleeping with a student or some stupid. So he got fired and he got, he had to move back to his hometown, live with his mom and his mom died. So he lives in his dead mom's house and he became a teacher at a local high school of like the smart kids. Cause everybody's like, this guy's a, he's a college professor. He's teaching at a high school and he just gives two S's about being there at all. So he, he always makes the, uh, the smart kids help him in like different schemes. And he's always trying to screw with like his nemesis who is a more successful professor and book writer that he wishes he was. And so he's always doing that. So it's pretty funny. The humor is dark. I really like it. It feels more like an internet show than it ever did a network show. So I'm kind of stoked. I hope they push the barriers even more now that they're on a streaming. Nice. Yeah, I never seen it. Yeah, so uh, jump on AP Bio when that comes out on. Uh, maybe you can want to catch up because I think there's already two or three seasons of it. Um, on uh, on Apple TV, I'm still watching Ted Lasso. Don't have a lot to say other than it's still the most heartwarming show ever. So anybody that needs to warm the cockles of their heart because you know the real outside world's gross and terrible, uh, Ted Lasso, great show. Jason Sudeikis continues to kill it. It's such a feel-good, it's the most feel-goody show I've ever watched in my life. It's almost embarrassing nice. to say I like it, but it's just a likable show. Um, 
YouTube TV, my favorite streamer, where all these stuff I usually talk about on YouTube TV are basic cable type channels. So if you got satellite or whatever cable provider you have, um, CW, which I watch on YouTube TV once in a while, but you can also stream CW. CW? Free, by the way. Yeah. What the heck? The CW has a show I'm, I'm semi-interested in. So they brought over a show from the BBC. It's an English show. So they've all got fancy accents, but it's called Dead Pixels. And what's kind of interesting about this is CW is putting them all out at once. They're like putting one out right after another. So I think if you jump no on the CW app, you could probably watch them all at once. I think the show already has three seasons and it's called Dead Pixels. And it's basically about a group of, um, what do you call online gamers that play in like those like, larping type games the world of warcraft type games oh uh i don't know whatever those fools are called it's about them and so it's normally kind of a, a dude eccentric living in your basement type guy well this woman joins and it's kind of that's the comedy bit it looks like it's a half hour sitcom of this group of people and all the stuff they get into but what caught my attention is that i went and checked out the reviews it has really high reviews and they were comparing it consistently to the TV show Community. What? I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. What? Because Community was great. It was a fantastic show. So if Dead Pixels is anywhere near as good as Community, I'm all in. And I, as far as I know, you can jump online and stream CW for free. Watch it right now. So everybody go check out Dead Pixels. But speaking of uh, online video games, yeah. you, know, I'm, you know what I've noticed? Like, um, every time I'm playing with my, my clan, right? We get together and play some shooters or whatever. Yeah, well, there's just a lot of like FPS talking. Yeah, yeah. And then like the other day, one of my uh, uh, cousins, his his uh, wife's sister or something, some some kind of relation, right? That yeah, she joined us in that party chat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my wife was listening because I'm out, I'm on speaker. She's like, "Are they flirting with her?" Oh, <laughs> were they? Like, I don't know. They were just because we're just like you know messing around, joking. Only you know? every dude was thrown off by the fact that there was a woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of strange that when there's like a woman in the group, all of a sudden it it becomes like you know you trying to impress her now yeah. rather than you know talking as to play your, your game. Yeah, it's like so weird. And I was like, yeah, whoa, typical dude fashion. That's that's yeah. a funny story, but I bet you that's not unique to your crew. Yeah, because like. For me, I didn't even notice anything, you know, in difference. Yeah. But since my wife was in the back, she's like, she heard that as like, you know, a third party. So she's like, what's going on here? It's like, oh, oh, nothing. We should test it out and have her jump on next time and see if they start doing it with her too. Like, do they try to impress her as well? Uh, my, no, they know her voice now. So it oh. won't work. It has to be somebody else. Somebody new that they don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of funny though. Uh, also, I want to mention on uh, YouTube TV and all your other cable streamers is MTV's VMAs. I, I didn't know that it still existed, and they're still going to do them. So the VMAs happen this weekend. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll just be over, but you could watch them, I'm sure, on demand. Um, I'm interested to see kind of uh, how they how they do it. Like, is it all going to be via Zoom? Or are they going to actually Zoom, have people yeah. performing like on their own stages, like a million different places? I'm curious. Well. I've seen where people like do that and they call it live, but yeah. it's like pre-recorded, pre-recorded and they promote it as live, like, you know, Garth Brooks. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, that- um, I saw, I saw a promo for that too. And you know, they're like, is his, is the weekend going to win? Was is 
Ariana Grande gonna win? Stuff like that. I'm like, I've never seen any of these music videos before. <laughs> well, number one, we're probably too old for the VMAs. But number two, where do you watch videos at? You had to like go on YouTube. So that's like the only place to watch the videos anymore. When yeah. I was a kid, MTV actually stood for music television. Now it's just, you know, reality shows. So. Yeah, because I don't go out seeking, you know, to look, watch those music videos. So Yeah, honestly, I watch almost zero music videos. The last music video I watched was actually pretty current. I went and watched the WAP video by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. Oh, yeah. So, because it, it, it was controversial. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, some people are like, the, the right was mad that she was talking about her, her wet ass, what, you know what, and the left was like i can't believe that they had a white girl in the black girl video and like it's just like oh my gosh so i had to see what all the fuss was about and turns out it's stupid i mean it has good bass i don't really like that song but the bass is solid and they're both good rappers it's just it is filthy i think it did it did what it's supposed to right get viewers doesn't matter if you're left or right yep. you're still considered a view damn it <laughs> yep yep uh, yeah, mad viewers. Everybody was watching it. So I think this is a perfect time to take a quick break. Uh, when we jump back after the commercial, we're going to talk about some tasty trailers, which is going to be DC fandom all over the board because they, they went crazy with that. And then I have a handful of news jacuzzis, uh, Rick and Morty, some Powerpuff stuff, uh, Stranger Things. How about that? I got a KFC thing. And then last but not least, uh, vibrating shoes. What the hell do you do with those? Uh, we'll see on the flippy flip. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit Visualantidesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. Okay, and we're back. I want to start off with some tasty trailers. The tasty trailers. Yum, 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 yum. Um, DC did this thing. It's kind of like their, uh, their Marvel MCU type thing. They call it the Fandom. And it was really well done for the first time ever because I'm admittedly not a huge DC guy, even though it's been growing on me thanks to things like Doom Patrol. You know, I, liked, I really liked Wonder Woman. I liked two of the three Christian Bale Batmans. Um, so I'm not a full DC hater. Um, you like Margot Robbie? <laughs> I, I, I love me some Margot Robbie. Uh, this DC fandom thing they did was so well done. They killed it. So they knocked it out of the park, and I'm legitimately excited for a whole bunch of DC stuff. Um, I think we should start with uh, Wonder Woman, because I think it's going to be the first one that we see. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, they released a brand-new trailer I'm sure hopefully everybody who listens to this kind of podcast has already seen it, but uh, it looks pretty good. I mean, the main villain is another Saturday Night Live girl, Kristen Wiig, plays something called the, the Cougar, the Panther. I don't know. I don't cheetah. Really see. The Cheetah. There's got to be, if there's not one Cougar joke because she's an older white lady, I'm going to be pissed off. So, uh, yeah, she plays the Cheetah, and it looks, I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, how can you go wrong? Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman. What do you think? What do you think about that trailer? And Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself. Yes, he's one of the bad guys, correct? Yeah. And they, somehow they resurrect uh, Captain Kirk. He gets to come back. Yeah, I think he's going to be like some kind of in imagination sort of thing. Yeah, I'm interested. So that, tell them the theory. Your theory is that 
she's the only one that sees him. Well, that's what I think is like at the very beginning, Pedro's character was like, you can have anything you want, you know? Yeah. Maybe like your, your deepest, darkest desires from, from your heart. And that's what she wants. And then she like projected itself out. <laughs> Got it. So she bring, or he comes back, but only for her to see kind of thing. So she yeah. can't really be with him. Yeah. And it's a way to get Chris Pine back in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it looks funny. He has some of the best lines in the trailer. Like at the very end of the trailer, um, he comes out, he's like doing like one of these fashion shows where he's trying on contemporary eighties fashion. Yeah. And he's rolls out and he's got parachute pants on a um, little like dorky t-shirt, a fanny pack, the whole works. And he's like, so everybody parachutes now. <laughs> I thought it was really funny because as a kid in the eighties, I loved me some parachute pants. They were a very big deal for me. So that's, that was a good joke. It's kind of it's kind of cool how they like reverse the rules too, you know. Like usually it's the woman that gets the the outfit change and yeah. do all that stuff, you know. But since this is Wonder yeah. Woman, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, and Wonder Woman is a kick ass, and she's doing all sorts of cool new shit that we didn't see her do before, where she's like strip going full Spider Man and swinging from the lightning bolts with her whip, and it's like, yeah. damn, that's cool. I didn't know you could do that. Well, she was created by Zeus himself, right? That's yeah, like true. That. That's true. So it seems like Wonder Woman, by the time she gets to the 80s, she's really upped her superhero yeah. game. I think one thing I really like what they did with Wonder Woman is they, they left Gal Gadot's accent. Yeah. Like, like, you don't need to be like a straight like American accent to be Wonder Woman, you know? She's an Amazonian, man. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've always thought. She is cool yeah. that she has an accent. It works. Plus, Gal yeah. Gadot is one of the hottest human beings that's ever walked the face of the earth. So she's... She can do whatever accent she wants. No one can yeah. tell her otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, uh, yeah, they came out strong. I think with Wonder Woman '84, and then they followed it up with the Batman. We we got a the Batman trailer, and I have to admit, I talked s about this. I've been talking s about this to anybody that would listen. Uh, ever since I heard that uh, Twilight Twiddle Twiddlebutt himself was cast as Batman. Tell you man, he's gonna be the best one. And God damn it, if this trailer wasn't fantastic. <laughs> I take everything back. I, I'm the first to admit I have to eat crow and say that and maybe the movie will still be garbage, but the trailer made it look super good. I am stoked on the Batman. Yeah. Like I saw one, cause you know, it was trainings. So I saw one girl tweet it out. Um, and she pretty much explained uh, the feeling behind it. Yeah. She's like, after watching this Batman trailer, is this how it feels to have a boner? <laughs> ah, lady boner for the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, you're so right. Well, I think what I liked about it is it was action-packed. It was dark. It's definitely not a little kid movie. Um, they kind of continue on that. But it didn't feel as cheesy as Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, it kind of yeah. harkened back to um, Christian Bell. But the few lines that we got to hear, what's his dick say? Didn't so They weren't. He was still strong sounding without sounding like he was doing yeah. a fake voice. Like that was right. one of the things that everybody kind of made fun of with Christian Bell is he's like, I'm Batman. And it always felt like he was faking it. Like I'm Batman. So I had to do a fake voice. And it's like, God yeah, damn it. Especially part three. Dude. Oh, it's so bad. It. Oh, I'm going to kill you. Oh, don't hurt me. I'm just fine. And you're like, fucking hey, dude. But this guy, he's like, I'm, I'm vengeance. And like, it would just sound like a tough guy telling you he's about to kick your ass. And then he, yeah. then he went straight into beating this guy's ass. Yeah. And what, what was that? Where were those dudes? It was like a whole bunch of like mini jokers or what jokers. was happening? I don't know squat about them. Yeah, me too. Cause like, I think 
the main villain is the, the Riddler, right? Yeah, the Riddler is like, and he's a really dark version of the Riddler, but it was cool. Because yeah, after that, that one scene where he broke that dude's shoulders, yeah, I thought that, whoa, is this movie going to be rated R? Well, I was almost wondering if this movie ties in with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, like if it's that world. Because uh, the other thing DC really established during this DC fandom thing is, yeah, guys, don't worry about it. We've got all sorts of different Earths or the Earth 82, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And so it's okay for all this stuff to exist. And they kind of pull that together with their flash bits. The fact that they've said that the flash is going to have um, both Batmans going to have Michael Keaton Batman's going to have Ben Affleck Batman's going to have all sorts of fucking Batman's yeah. and so it's like I'm like okay okay I'm getting on board what's <laughs> happening here I'm feeling my DC pants start to get a little tight I've never experienced it before now welcome to the speed force <laughs> yeah and what was funny to me is the the interwebs like everybody has to take sides like we're a society of sides if you're if you're a yeah. you can't be b if you're black you can't be white if you're up you can't be down it's like bro why can't we like both i can like mcu and dc because if they put out good stuff i like good movies that's just all there is to yeah. it like we said it before you know i want to be a gray jedi yeah gray gray jedi all the way so i'm pumped for the batman you know added to the list uh, wonder woman yay the batman yay so i'm thinking at this point i go it can't get any better than this i mean those are both tentpole movies and yeah, then these think, fools go ahead well i think um what really got me with the batman was i wasn't expecting a trailer at all like, like a legit trailer yeah. I thought it was going to be some kind of image teaser or something. You know, just a little tease. But they freaking dropped the trailer. Oh, my God. Yeah, DC took this moment of having this captive audience of us all at home. And they did really well by just like grabbing us by the nuts and saying, this is what we're up to. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm down. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a DC dork now. Let's go. But, yeah. So, if you didn't think uh, you're like, oh, Super or Wonder Woman – Batman, what else can there be? They're like, how about a full-on teaser where we introduce you to everybody that's going to be in James Gunn's version of the Suicide Squad? And it was like, holy smokes. So, so many people. So many people. And what's cool is James Gunn came out right afterwards and said, don't fall in love with any of them because I'm killing half of them. And so half of these people, to James Gunn credit, are going to die in the very first movie, which I'm so stoked on. So I can't figure out, do you know, is this a continuation of Suicide Squad or a completely new reimagining? Or is this one of these things where DC is going to put us in a whole different universe? Because the only character that I noticed right away was Margot Robbie. But you said you saw a couple other characters were carried over too. Uh, Boomerang, Captain okay. Boomerang, and um, yeah. the, the captain in part oh, one or yeah, the, the first soldier, one. Soldier guy? Yeah, the I think it's it's not it's not a sequel. It's not a um, remake. It's kind of like a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they work it. Like, cause I think the one thing that's confusing for me as an MCU guy is I've learned that everything has to connect. It all has to make yeah. sense. And DC's kind of like throwing that out the door. Like, forget it. This could be a whole different universe with a different Margot Robbie version. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Because totally you. Because, like, you know, you haven't been a DC fan as long as myself. Yeah. And it's because, like, for me, I treat it like all the um, cartoon movies they make. Yeah. They don't really tie together. They're just there, you know. They exist. And it's not like, oh, this is supposed to be part two of this and you right. know, something like that. 
it's you're just, able it's to just enjoy there. them all, each on their own. Yeah. Which is new. I just have to like get my mind around that. So let me ask you, since you just admitted that you're the more DC guy, how many of these um, suicide, new suicide squad members do you recognize from other things? Like you're like, oh, that's awesome that so-and-so is in it. Um, the shark guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he like King he Shark or King Shark. Called? Yeah, yeah. He I know King like Shark a... from my cartoon I've been watching, where he's voiced by the infamous Ron Funchies. <laughs> oh, nice. He he just reminds me of like. You, did you ever watch uh, Street Sharks back in the day? No, never. It's like Ninja Turtles, but with sharks. Okay. <laughs> he looks totally badass. And you had said that you thought maybe Dave Bautista might be the name because it was one of the few characters where they didn't show the character and the actor that played them. Yeah, because you, you think that Dave Bautista would be a good one, right? And we've heard he's in the movie, so we know he's yeah. in the movie. So he must – I think you're right. You heard it here first. Audio knots. we're guaranteeing you that King Shark is Dave Bautista. Yeah. And then uh, Polka Dot Man. What yeah. the hell? You've heard of that, uh, though? Yeah, because they, they're always in, like, the cartoons and stuff like that. Like oh, okay. So you know from the cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Some of them I know only from the weird Lego Batman movie where they made all those weird Lego figures and my kid wanted oh, them. So yeah, we may yeah. very well own a Lego polka dot guy. Oh, dude, speaking of Lego, this is like a whole um, different tangent. Yeah. Did you see that Star Wars was trending today? Yeah, because of Lego Star Wars. It looks yeah. good, too. That, yeah. It looks like some of the better because usually Lego games don't have the best graphics and the graphics on that look pretty hot. I was like, I want to see that movie. Yeah. I know they they probably will. They've been doing some of that sometimes. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's a lot see, of characters get, though. A lot of characters. I want to maybe go through them real quick. Um, I actually pulled it up because it goes by so fast. Even though you're seeing them, like you're kind of at the end, you're like, I don't remember half of what I just saw. So um, the, well, the first one that they showed us was a character named Bloodsport, and Bloodsport is played by Idris Elba, which is awesome. Yeah. So now he's well. We should get. A, there needs to be a name for people that manage to be in both DC and Marvel, because he's also in the Thor movies. Yeah. So Idris I think, is. I think originally they wanted him to play um, replace Will Smith's Deadshot. Yeah. And he's like, hell no, man! I'm be my own character. Yeah. So he gets to play Bloodsport, and I had to look this up. So Bloodsport, I guess. Um, is a Rambo-like Punisher-style character that's obsessed with the Vietnam War. So that's yeah. kind of his his deal. And he and fights Van Damme in the end. <laughs> the actual blood sport. There better be a Van Damme joke. You can tell this is going to be funny like Guardians too. so I'm so yeah. stoked. Um, like you mentioned, Polka Dot Man is played by David Dastmalchinian, who I, I don't know who that actor is. I don't know if you do. It says that he's an extremely silly Silver Age villain that once plagued Batman and Robin under a less threatening name, Mr. Polka Dot Man. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what Mr. Polka Dot Man's. Then we've got the character, the Javelin. The Javelin is played by Flula Borg, who I must imagine is an international actor with a name like Flula Borg. I mean, that so could have gonna, been the character's name. So he's going to die, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Like half of them are going to die. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of the more famous people die so they don't have to pay them for the next movie. Um, so apparently uh, the Javelin is normally a Green Lantern villain. So you get yourself to a Green Lantern guy. And you've got the Black Guard played by Pete Davidson, who's been getting a lot of play in movies lately. That kid's yeah, been on a roll. Guy. 
Yeah, good for him. Uh, says here that <laughs> this is funny. I just read this. So the Blackguards, you know how they have their superhero name, then they have their comic book normal name. The Blackguards' real name is Dick Hertz. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, it says his name is Richard Hertz. Yes, he is in fact Dick Hertz. So imagine Pete's like, I want that character. Yeah, there's no way they don't make a Dick Hertz joke. <laughs> He's gonna get kicked in the crotch and like, now who Dick Hertz? And yeah, so. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, next, we have the Peacemaker, played by the one and only John Cena, who's amazing in small doses. And I would think that uh, James Gunn understands that kind of acting with the Dave Batistas of the world. Uh, so the Peacemaker is has two distinguished uh, distinctions, other than setting him apart from the Suicide Squad. First, he's a hero in the comics and not a villain. And secondly, he's not even originally a DC character. Uh, the Peacemaker was first created on the pages of Charlton Comics. You think it's Charlton or Charlton? Along with the Blue Beetle, but they got bought out and he became a DC character later on. Kind of interesting. Uh, next we have Mongol, who's played by Mei Ling. How do you say her last name? It's just NG. Nig? I have no idea. Mei Ling NG. The Mongol was a Superman villain from the comics. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what she does. Then we've got Savant. Savant is played by the famous Michael Rooker. You see in a lot of characters or actors, at least coming over from the Guardians. Yeah. And he, he, his version of it looks hilarious, by the way, because he's such an old dude at this point. Um, he's an entitled rich kid who wants to be a vigilante like Batman. Taking the name Savant, he moved to Gotham in hopes of becoming a crime fighter. Then he met Batman, who told him he sucked. <laughs> Let's go. So I'm, I'm down for that. Then, of course, uh, The Weasel, starring James Gunn's own brother, who the only acting gigs this guy gets is when he, his brother yeah. casts him in things, usually as a character no one can see. Uh, so it's Sean Gunn plays The Weasel, who is like, like a really methed out version of... Um, uh, the raccoon guy from Guardians. Um, what does it say about the weasel? John Moreau was an unpopular and unlikable student at Stanford University. Everyone there, from the students to the teachers, referred to him as the weasel. And as one does, he chose to take his revenge on all those who mocked him. This included Dr. Martin Steen, the man who was one half of the hero Firestorm. Uh, Monroe then decided to dress up like a weasel and murder people. Eventually, he even got super strength and deadly claws, but ended up in prison anyways. So that's hilarious that it's a costume and not like an actual. I thought he looked like, like a weasel. It looks like maybe it's the most cracked. Maybe he becomes a version of it there. And then, of course, as you mentioned, King Shark, who we think is going to be Dave Bautista. Uh, the Thinker, which is being played by Peter Capaldi. Uh, the Thinker is a, a silly villain, um, a.k.a. The Thinker, Clifford, blah, blah, blah. He was in The Flash, so he comes from The Flash comics, and he puts on his thinking cap to control energy. And then you got TDK. Now, it says here that TDK is not an actual a character from DC, and this is being played by Nathan Fillion, but they think, and they're rumored, that they think TDK, TDK blah, TDK may stand for the detachable kid, which is a character from DC and the detachable kids powers where he could detach his own limbs and use them as weapons. 
<laughs> they'll rip off his leg and start beating you with it. So that's pretty hilarious. And then last but not least is the Rat Catcher. But not the Rat Catcher 1, the Rat Catcher 2, who is played by Daniela Melchior. Um, so he, the, uh, the Rat Catcher comes from the Batman comics. So you're in a whole like cornucopia of different DC villain types uh, assembled in this version of the Suicide Squad. It's like James Gunn's like, give me the silliest villains. I want them all. Yeah. He's like, I want to make famous all the ones nobody else cares about. So that looks you know, pretty great. It was funny. If you know how everybody keeps saying that the Flash is the one that gets to, to like show everybody off different, yeah. you know, what if this is the movie that sh- like ties everybody together? Cause you got villains from the Flash, Batman, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. you know, yeah. and it's, this is how they're all going to come together. <laughs> It's a really good point. I think that maybe it's both the, this whole flashpoint thing and this are like doing the same thing. They're like bringing everything together and DC's figured out how to tie everything together though it, for us poor Marvel folks that can't handle the disconnections, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. And last but not least, uh, the DC fandom, uh, they called it a teaser, but I think it was a last minute thing. They teased Black Adam with a really like simple, like almost still animation and just like yeah. the rock talking, I'm the black Adam seeking my vengeance, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, it's hard to get too excited for that yet. Other than the fact that the rock was built to be a superhero antagonist. I don't know what the black Adam is. I don't think he's a good guy, but he's not quite a bad guy. Yeah. But that's a Shazam thing, right? So he should be hopefully either introduced in Shazam too, or at least get a knock Shazam around a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, he's like the basically the bad version of Shazam, yeah. and then like he fights Superman and stuff like that. So, so does Black Adam also turn into a little kid when he's not being Black Adamy? No, no, he's just that. Just, just Black Adam. Yeah, I think. Yeah, cool. So that's DC fandom and all of my tasty trailers. But man, damn, if they didn't kill it, that was such a good job on them. I really liked it. Yeah, if they if they had like some kind of video footage of Black Adam, then I would have been hyped for it. But like you yeah. said, they were just images and stills. Yeah, it wasn't little... even an animated stuff. It was literally like stills that they were kind of zooming in on yeah. and making move a little bit, like, almost yeah. like a like a PowerPoint that you and I would make. <laughs> yeah, and then they're not even like close to being done. There's nothing shot or anything, you know. Yeah. And then since the rock's so buff, they just Photoshop a suit on him and it looks legit. <laughs> yeah. like, well, they, they wanted to get people thinking about it, I think, is yeah. what they were attempting to do. So, yeah, uh, that wraps up the Tasty Trailers. Next, I want everybody to get ready to dip their toes into the news jacuz. Uh, my first story in the news jacuzzi is uh, about Rick and Morty. The creator of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon, caught a lot of flack recently for oh, something yeah. he actually caught flack for before. And normally I'm not a big fan of like cancel culture and getting rid of people, especially someone who I've always kind of thought was super cool, like Dan Harmon. But damn it, if he doesn't kind of deserve damn. it. I yeah. Damn it, Dan. So Dan damn. Harmon uh, has created amazing things from community to Rick and Morty to other things. But before he kind of caught on, he was all about pushing the envelope and he would do things that were, pretty like risque i mean even by those days i think and so for the second time uh an early video of something he made is like a joke it was supposed to be a joke television show that was going to end up on showtime and it was actually making fun of the tv show dexter and and then he plays instead of dexter you know was a serial killer 
So in the, he plays like a like a, almost like a serial rapist and a mo- child molester. And so in this little teaser trailer, it, Dan Harmon actually plays the main character, and he's like convincing this guy to take these pills because he's like his therapist. And then once the guy takes the, he ends up roofing them. And once the guy takes the pills, he sneaks into his house and has sex with his baby. Which is like, I don't understand that's funny at all. Like even then, like it grossed me out so much. And literally you can hear that like in the, in the, um, the film itself, you can see him walking up to like, it's clearly a doll, but there's a baby laying in like a crib crying and he pulls down his pants and you can see his bare ass. And he's like, oh, oh you hear the baby crying. It's like, it's not funny in the slightest. And uh, like I was normally when I see people like, oh, screw this guy, cancel Rick and Morty. I say, don't cancel Rick and Morty, but I hate to say it. And I'm not a cancel culture guy, but I think you need to fire Dan Harmon from Rick and Morty because that left such a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't funny in the slightest. And I get pushing the limits, but sometimes it's just like such poor taste. Yeah, it's just too much. It's too far. So yeah, um, I'm anti Dan Harmon now, which is a big surprise because anybody who's listened to the show knows I, I love me some Dan Harmon. But that's just to show people that just because you like someone, if they do something gross, it's okay to to be against them, you know, because there's a lot of people out there these days that stand up for people, even though they disagree with what they do. It's okay to change your mind. So I, I've changed my mind on Dan Harmon and he can suck a fat one. I don't, I'm not interested in him anymore. And I'd be perfectly okay if Justin Rowland got to take full control of Rick and Morty. Yeah, because he proves that um, he could do fine because, you know, Solar Opposites was pretty good. Yeah, Solar Opposites was really good. It's not quite as dark and demented as Rick and Morty, but I think now that they know the tone of Rick and Morty, they could probably hire the right, right. writers. So, yeah, Dan Harmon, I think uh, – sorry, Guy, but that's that's terrible. Uh, my next <laughs> – thank you. My next story uh, is a little happier, much happier, in fact. Oh, but it also uh, – we're going to take cartoons and we're going to bring them to life. Who doesn't like a real – remake a live action remake of a cartoon so how excited are you on a scale of one to ten for a live action powerpuff girls <laughs> so excited so excited well for, for me i never really watched the powerpuff girls right so i have no expectations for it at all i used to watch it with my daughters they liked the powerpuff girls and so i'm, I'm curious to see who they cast i think they should like they should like I don't know Margot Robbie, Gal Gadot, like uh, like look, take like superheroes we already know and make them Powerpuff Girls. I think that'd be funny, but they'll probably do more like comedians. It's gonna like I said, it's gonna be Anna Kendrick. Okay, like it. And then for the red one, and then it's gonna be Rebel Wilson for the oh, the blue okay, one. I like it. And then who's who's like a tough one <laughs> for the green one? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, do you ever watch the show, um, blessed mess or some of this mess is blessed. There's this uh, female comedian on that show that plays tough as nails. She's also the voice of, um, uh, on Har- the Harley Quinn show of the, uh, what's the lady that has all the powers that can control like plants. Poison Ivy. Yes. She's a, does the voice of poison Ivy. I can't oh. remember her real name, but she's a good actress. She started, I originally saw her on, um, children's hospital and now she's on the the blessed mess show and she's the voice of poison ivy um i can't remember her name but she would be a really good the green one whatever the green one's name is <laughs> all i can yeah, remember is because you said this takes place like 
when they're grown up, right? Yeah, they're adults now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's part of the joke. I think it's supposed to be kind of funny that they were almost like used as kids to do the superhero stuff and now they're adult superheroes or maybe not. I don't know. It it's it like when I heard about it, it reminded me of like the Umbrella Academy. How yeah. the, the dad used them as superheroes and now they're like adults. They're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, no, I'm kind of interested in it. So we'll we'll keep tabs on this for the audio nuts out there. And as we start to hear like casting rumors and things like that, I think we'll go back to it because Powerpuff Girls was very popular, very popular. Yeah. And so um, I'm interested to see what they do and what tone they take. Do they take a serious, like like fun action hero or do they like make fun of it a little bit, which I hope is kind of the way they go, James Gunn style. Or maybe go like the boy style. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't have know that you can go ultra violent. soups, man. Hate the soups. That'd be kind of that would be a hot take, but I feel like they can't quite go that direction because of the fan base. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a kid cartoon, damn it. It is a kid cartoon. Um, my next story has to deal with Stranger Things, and who doesn't like Stranger Things? And what's going to get you is this has nothing to do with the TV show. So um, we all know that during these amazing COVID times, there's very little to do event-wise. Um, some of the few things you can do is. You can hang out at home. You can hang out inside your car. You can hang out all by yourself in the middle of a field. Things like that. Those are things you can do during COVID times. So um, the Stranger Things people said, well, we want to have some fun because Stranger Things has been really popular lately or recently, recent years. Uh, they did uh, the Halloween, Hollywood Halloween Nights thing that they do at uh, Universal Studios. They had a lot of Stranger Things stuff. And yeah. so they're going to keep doing something like that. For this Halloween, but what they've done is they've made a Stranger Th- Things drive-through event, and they're going to be debuting it in Los Angeles, and they've taken up, I guess, several blocks of Los Angeles that they're going to close down for this event, and you pull in with your car, and they've revamped this entire area to look like it's the 80s, and as you drive through, they say the experience takes a full hour to drive through it and there's actors and people happening and they run up and so there's no exposure. You can leave your windows rolled up. They say you can hear everything just fine. You don't have to unroll your windows. They run up and you can communicate with them and they, you get to be partially involved with the story and you kind of cook along this maze for over an hour and you have to stop in certain parts and like they full on like act things out and it's supposed to have like really cool, like real effects that are happening. And I know for a fact, having seen some of the stranger things stuff at universal studios, the yeah. effects they do are cool. Remember when we went in there, the upside down thing looks legit like you were in the upside yeah. down. I still don't know how the hell they did it. Yeah. All those little things are flying around. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. It was incredible. So I'm pretty cool. Excited about this because they said if it's successful that they're going to repeat it in a bunch of major cities. So right. I'm really hoping that people will go out and they give it a shot. It's only $59 per car. So shove the people in there and go at it. And cause that's a, that's a pretty cheap, you know, that's like going to a movie with your family. No Come hot on. takes. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you just sit there quietly. No hot takes. You're like, okay. Yeah. Next. No, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, like, are there going to be a liabilities and stuff like that? You know, like, is there going to be like intermission? It's an yeah. hour long ride. You know, what if I need to go pee or, or like, yeah, well, maybe they tell you ahead of time, you know, don't, maybe they have a couple outs. Like, so say something happens, you're driving along and all of a sudden your, your kid has to pee. They probably have some turnoffs where you could take off out of the thing. But right. I think it's not that much different than, I don't know if you've ever done any of these like nighttime uh, during uh, Christmas, they have the, these tracks will set up Christmas parades and you can drive through and see all the Christmas decorations. Oh, you're yeah. stuck on that track. There's no way to get off and it takes well over an hour. 
Cause I, I did it one time as a teen and I had to pee real bad and that happened to me and I just had to hold it. <laughs> Damn. So bring a bottle. Yeah. Bring, bring a couple Gatorade bottles. So yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'm down for the Stranger Things drive through event, which is going to be this Halloween in Los Angeles. Uh, my next story is I saw this was kind of interesting as a marketing guy. And you'll, I think you'll like this. KFC has put out some brand new ads and they're brand new. Um, as some of you may or may not know, KFC's it's, their slogan was always finger licking good. And so they've realized that in today's day and age, you really shouldn't be shoving your fingers in your mouth. <laughs> you don't want to catch the COVID along with your seven secret spices. So, uh, finger licking good is no longer a thing. So they got this ad. It's really pretty clever. They have a couple different ones. They have some that are more funny on the humorous side about how you shouldn't shove your hand in your mouth. And then they have somewhere like more like that Budweiser style, make you feel the feels oh, yeah. where they, they show like clips of old ads starting from like the fifties and sixties, the real old stuff. And they move through and they show finger. And every time though, the guy says finger licking good, it goes finger. And they don't ever let them finish it. And then they even show up like on their signs where it used to say finger lick. They got to like all blurred out so you can't right. see the like finger licking good part. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we want you to make sure that you enjoy KFC, just not the way we've been telling you to. That kind of thing. And I thought it was just right. really cute and clever because anybody who knows that they're, they're, they've taken their own their own slogan and managed to repurpose it because you know people would be it's almost like eminem and eight mile where he knows the other guy's gonna rip on him so he rips on himself first that's what they've done that's what they've done here nice i dig it thought thought it was very clever and then my final story uh to end the episode is about vibrating shoes so you're probably saying to yourself what the hell do you do with vibrating shoes and i actually didn't go looking for this story it was advertised so i got an email uh, from this company that does virtual concerts. And they said, hey, we're doing this virtual concert series. It's going to be super exciting. It's completely free. All you have to do to participate is buy these shoes. I'm like, what, what the hell do shoes have to do with the concert? Yeah. And so their whole thing is these shoes are they're pretty cool. They have Bluetooth built into them. They don't look that great. They may look like sneakers, like cheap sneakers. But they have Bluetooth built into them. And when you put your headphones on, it picks up the bass. And so the idea is it replicates um, uh, the feeling of being at a concert where the bass is going, your feet vibrate. Right. And yeah. so you're supposed to turn on your big TV, start the concert, put your headphones on, put the shoes on, and it's supposed to be so immersive. They're like, oh my God, I'm really at the concert. And you're like, yeah, 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 let's go. But it was kind of interesting. I thought, that's, that's crazy. So I looked up, uh, it's made by a company called Drop Labs. And the shoes are actually called EP1s. So the episode ones. Nice. Yeah, I nice. thought that was clever. Good on them. So uh, Drop Labs EP1s are for sale now. They're 260 bucks though. Damn. Is, <laughs> right? no. So they sent them out to some reviewers. And they actually reposted the reviewers, which I thought was interesting. Because the one reviewer said, hey, I don't know. And the thing they reposted, the reviewer's like, I don't know if I would wear these for what they want them for, for these concert things. He goes, but I figured out what these are awesome for. He goes, I put them on and I went and played some video games. He goes, I could feel the gunshots. I could feel the people come up to me. He goes, it's almost like these chairs that they make that kind of vibrate. He goes, they sell vests and stuff, I guess. I'm not a big first person shooter, but I guess they have vests. He said the shoes, for some reason, made him feel so immersed when he was in his game he had his headphones cranked up and the shoes were vibrating 
So for all the gamer bros out there, you may need to get you some EP1s because this sounds kind of yeah. cool. Like I'm not sold on the whole fake concert thing, but I think that uh, uh, Drop Labs may have just stumbled into a whole market that they weren't even pressing for. On accident. Yeah, pure accident. Because it does vibrating thing, and you're always thinking about the chest, right? Right. Who knew it was the feet? It makes sense though. Like if I'm playing a first-person shooter and the gun, like there's explosions, and I feel it vibrate up through my shoes, I can imagine that that might trick your brain enough to where you'd be into yeah. it. If you could combine that now with the vest, so if I'm getting shot, I can feel it kind of like hitting me, and my yeah. the explosions are setting off my shoes. That could be pretty cool. Ready, player one, man. Yeah, we're, we're coming. We're on yeah. our way. So that that was my last story. So unless you have any other hot takes you want to drop on the peeps. Uh, we can wrap this bad boy up. Uh, I don't think I do. Nice. I'm more of a just a responder guy, you know. The I responder. That's your superhero. I am the responder. If you don't talk to me, I don't talk to you. <laughs> You're like the the mimic girl from yeah. Umbrella. Yeah. No, nothing You're, happens. You're normal. I'm normal. <laughs> Dumbest All right. Yeah, sorry. Perfect. I love it. Well, responder respond to this everybody have a hot time and we'll catch you on the flippity flap show me what you got freaking nerds